You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. And uh, welcome to it, guys. It's Monday. Yay! Thank God it's Monday. I always say that because, you know, honey-do list and the weekend generally for me is consumed not by golf and fun, but by doing stuff around the house. So I'm just glad to work. That's all I'm doing today. Welcome to it, guys. we got a lot of things to uh, get to, including an incredible, incredible piece that I uh, got through yesterday, uh, which is quite a, a deal to me. Anything that's longer than, like, I don't know, 50 pages, uh, I lose uh, I lose track because, you know, uh, I have the attention span of a squirrel. But uh, there was a really, really cool piece that I posted on all social media, A Guide to Understanding the Hoax of the Century. Uh, by Jacob Siegel, and it talks about the rise of disinformation. And uh, what did I say about disinformation in the last year and a half? I said that anytime the mainstream media, the deep state, and uh, the uh, deep uh, and uh, and big tech all say something is disinformation or misinformation, it means that you know the truth. And uh, it's exactly what I said. It's exactly what I said. And later in the show, as I, as I get into the piece, and I won't be able to break down the entire piece. I'll be able to highlight some of it, but it's very complicated. Just go to my social media and look at it, okay? Because uh, it, it brings together everything, everything that you've concerned yourself with. You're like, I don't know, what about what January the 6th? Why, did, why was it the worst attack since uh, you know, the Civil War? Why was uh, the uh, Hunter Biden laptop not, uh, not covered in the news? Why did Hillary Clinton get away with the Russian disinformation hoax? And it all is contained in that piece. And I, and I really think you're going to... Uh, you're going to enjoy it. So we'll get to this uh, very shortly on the show. Now, uh, this is kind of interesting this morning. I just saw this because I wanted to open the show by talking about another bank failure. I don't know if you knew this. Uh, First Republic Bank was taken over by the FDIC and sold to J.P. Morgan. It's kind of weird. The FDIC is right there over the weekend to, uh, to sell another bank to uh, another probably big Democrat donor, J.P. Morgan. So it's the largest lender to collapse since 2008. This after... SVB and the other uh, bank that collapsed uh, first was it no it wasn't for but anyway uh, a few weeks ago so now we've had the three biggest bank failures in American history uh, other than what happened in 2008 and it just kind of quietly happened uh, this weekend so there you go third major bank fail under Joe Biden's watch in 2020 <clears throat> 2023 first republic has been taken over by federal regulators will be sold to JP Morgan making the third largest major bank to go under in less than 2 months which i will tell you right now this is an attempt to centralize banking and then give us a digital currency that they can control the government can control just just you know honestly and and with all the things that i've said that have been right i, I think you should maybe listen to this one Maybe listen to this one. So First Republic, $229 billion in total assets at the time of closure on Friday, eclipsed Silicon Valley Bank, $209 billion to become the second largest bank failure in American history. That happened over the weekend, and I guess we're supposed to just kind of forget that it happened. But, you know, I'm looking at this piece from... uh, from uh, the uh, Politico. And this is from, what, 20, uh, just, just the other day, actually. Uh, the Fed blames Trump-era policies, SVB lenders, and itself for banks' stunning collapse. So federal regulatory uh, authorities say that it was our fault for not overseeing the, uh, the glaring problems before the bank collapse. 
Now, if I'm not mistaken, in 2008, we had another one of these, and uh, a billions and even trillions of American tax dollars went to fix the banking crisis that was caused by the federal government in 2008. There was a thing called a subprime lending uh, pro- uh, scandal, and it was uh, people who couldn't afford homes were given massive uh, home loans because they were part of afflicted groups, ostensibly, uh, and uh, consequently, they couldn't afford their homes, and there was a massive bank collapse. Now, I was a part of that, and I'll tell you why. Because I bought a house in 2005, and uh, because it was 2005, I paid too much for it. Not through my own malfeasance, but through the government's malfeasance, the housing market collapsed. So my home that I had purchased in 2005, like most people, you know, you just you, you save up, you work really hard, you get your, your credit rating where you need to be, and you buy yourself a home, and and lo and behold, your home goes from a value of, you know, whatever to one, uh, two-thirds of what it was. And consequently, uh, my family uh, suddenly went from a home that was worth, you know, I'll just say, because um, it was D.C., $535,000. Uh, originally listed for four eighty five, we had to pay five thirty five. Now I wasn't crazy about that because I'm from the Midwest and I'm not used to paying more than a couple hundred grand for a house. But that's what we did. And then because of the banking crisis in two thousand and eight, that home went in value from five hundred and thirty five to three hundred eighty five thousand, and I was screwed. There was no chance of ever uh, refinancing the note. Uh, it was just uh, pay the interest and suffer the consequences until you get out of the house. And here we are again. We have a government where you can fail your way to success. There should have been all sorts of uh, new rules and regulations that would fix this. But here we are uh, 15 years later, and we're doing it all over again. And we're doing it all over again. And guess who's going to pay for it? Except for this time, I have a funny feeling that the, uh, the reason why it collapsed was a little more intentional than most would like to say. Uh, I, I am concerned about, uh, about centralization of the currency, and I think you should be too. Because if you paid attention to anything in the last couple of years with misinformation and disinformation and globalism and the global economic forum, you should be concerned about it. You should be concerned. So there you go. Another bank collapse. Nobody's going to pay any attention to it. The government was supposed to fix it, and they didn't. And they didn't. This is another thing that I thought I'd bring up today. Uh, Tucker Carlson, you know, out at Fox News, spent the whole uh, of last week talking about Tucker Carlson's departure. And you may recall what I said originally about Tucker Carlson's departure. What was the reason why I said that Tucker Carlson was uh, fired? I'll remind you, insubordination. Okay, I said that his last monologue was a middle finger to Fox News, and he was being fired for insubordination. And today, what does the Epic Times say? Jeffrey Tucker, his last name's Tucker. See this? Because I like Tucker. Yeah. Anyway, the insubordinate Tucker Carlson. It says here, uh, uh, Tucker had recently hardened his stance against Big Pharma and the lucrative COVID vaccines produced by Moderna and Pfizer. Both are hugely financial, influential advertisers with big media. And Fox itself is embroiled through investment partners like Fidelity and BlackRock, all of which to say that Tucker touched the untouchable. And if I'm not mistaken, didn't Carl Higby of Newsmax mention this last week? Yeah. 
popular with viewers, sure, but he was also keeping other advertisers at bay, risking other lawsuits from disgruntled former employees, dumping him would lighten the liability load of the whole company and let the executive rest more easily at night. After all, Fox is a media business above all else, and viewers alone don't pay the bills. So there you go. That's what I said. He, uh, he was insubordinate. This is what the uh, Articles of Excellence is often insubordinate. It's why it is usually on the move professionally. Organizations of all sorts cheer excellence until it gets too much that way. Then they tear it down. So really the great journalists uh, and I would say commentators in American history have been insubordinate. They've gone against the the popular narrative. They told the man, hey, you know what? You can stick it. And that's what Tucker Carlson did. Let me give you this real quick. I'm going to play a little bit of this again, and this is what I said in his last monologue. And I said that he called out Fox News without saying it was actually Fox News. Listen. Sometimes you wonder just how filthy and dishonest our news media are. You'll be in the shower and you'll think they're bad, but how bad are they? Well, here's one measure of their badness. You can try this at home. Ask yourself. Is any news organization you know of so corrupt that it's willing to hurt you on behalf of its biggest advertiser? There you go. There you go. Pfizer. Anyone who do that is obviously Pablo Escobar level corrupt and should not be trusted. What would that look like? That level of corruption. Well, imagine that the Trump administration had made it mandatory for American citizens to buy my pillow. That's one of Fox News' biggest advertisers. Imagine the administration declared that if you didn't rush out and buy at least one MyPillow, and then at least another booster pillow, you would not be allowed to eat out. You couldn't re-enter your own country. Now, I noticed this monologue, and, and you may have heard, I said he sounded out of breath, he sounded nervous, and I think maybe somebody at Fox, uh, after telling him that you got to shut down the, the January the 6th thing, was they were putting the heavy on him. They were telling him he couldn't talk about things like this. It's very obvious. And then he went on to say, but of course, Fox would never do that. This is after, by the way, he already said uh, he was blanketing uh, every news organization, presumably also Fox. But here he is saying, but of course, I wasn't talking about Fox. Thank heaven, Fox News never did anything like that. But mm -hmm. the other channels did. Sure. The other channels took hundreds of millions of dollars from big pharma companies. And then they shilled for their sketchy products on the air. And as they did that, they maligned anyone who was skeptical of those products. There you go. So uh, I still believe that Tucker Carlson was, uh, was fired for uh, insubordination. And, uh, and as usual, generally have it uh, right because, you know, I've seen this. I'll tell you what, and, and uh, you know, generally, I'll just be honest. You, no matter what gig you have, chances are... Uh, it is going to involve the restriction of your freedom of expression. Uh, this is particular with uh, even even uh, the biggest names in talk radio. I'm sure that <clears throat> there have been people who have been told, eh, you really can't talk about this. An example who I don't really like to use is uh, Howard Stern. I think he's awful. I think he's uh, the, uh, the downfall of Western civilization, a complete scumbag. But he did basically tell the man to uh, bleep it. And that's one of the reasons why he is uh, very popular. But there are other ways that, uh, that the man uh, controls your speech. For instance, uh, NBA players have to wear a, mount, a, a certain type of shoe. They cannot wear their own kind of shoe. That is a restriction on your freedom of speech because uh, the NBA has a, uh, has a contract with whoever. Is this Nike? Maybe it is Nike. I don't even know. I don't watch the NBA. Same goes with uh, media corporations. Uh, there's a reason why ABC, for instance, this weekend went 
after and censored RFK Jr. Edited his interview and then literally went on the air and discounted what he said. It's because there are heavies spending a lot of money at these places, and you can't broach certain topics. And so if you think that uh, uh, your favorite media personality has free reign as far as uh, being able to express him or herself, you would be absolutely wrong. Uh, that said, Newsmax has never told me you can't say that. I usually get some little things like, yeah, you might want to be careful because of you called uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre a mousy Marxist. Yeah, you, you know, maybe not that. Uh, maybe you could couch it another way. And I'm cool. And I'm cool with that. But uh, it looks like uh, what I was uh, saying is true, that uh, Tucker Carlson was fired because of insubordination. Now, I heard this morning that uh, Chris Ruddy of Newsmax was like, Tucker, you come over here. We're not going to tell you what to do. We're not going to tell you how to, you know, if you need to keep quiet or whatever. And I think that's very admirable. Very, very admirable. Now, coming up, I've got uh, some pretty uh, pretty uh, great uh, audio from uh, not only Martha Raddatz. They decided to go to Pennsylvania to talk to uh, Biden voters, see how enthusiastic they are about Joe Biden being the president. And uh, not so much. Also, uh, for you Democrats who are standing on a ledge, uh, Democrat Senator Chris Coons came out and said that uh, Kamala Harris is ready to be the president. Yeah, just stay on the ledge. Don't jump yet. It's, you're getting close, but don't jump yet. Uh, anyway, if you guys want to chime in on today's show, 800-922-6680. That is 800-922-6680. This is a Monday edition of The Rob Carson Show. America is still the land of opportunity for all. If we all come together for her, it's the Rob Carson Show. It is uh, the Rob Carson Show. Hey, buddy, I, I hope you had a great weekend. I uh, I live in Kansas City, and the uh, NFL draft was here. It was uh, kind of cool to watch. Kind of cool. I uh, I am um, I don't really generally pay uh, attention to it, but uh, it was it was kind of neat to see it here in uh, in Kansas City and see a lot of uh, young men. Uh, become NFL players. No, uh, no. Oddly enough, no uh, born women who became men becoming NFL players this year. I, I thought for sure there'd be some transgender men playing in the NFL, but no, that'll never happen because uh, generally, if you're born a woman, you'd get completely killed on the uh, field playing with guys in the NFL because they're superhuman. Uh, I mean, they're huge, just huge. So <clears throat> Martha Raddatz, I had some really funny uh, uh, weekend television audio, including from uh, Chuck Todd with Vimak Ramaswamy. Chuck Todd is uh, bought into the, uh, the uh, idea that there's more than one gender. And, and eventually Chuck Todd will be, I mean, he's already a buffoon to you and me, but eventually he's just going to be a cartoon. You'll look back on history. Remember that Chuck Todd guy they used to have who said that, that men could be women and women could be men and there are other genders? And that's what you'll do. You'll go, and he also had like Caesar hair, really bad Caesar hair. Uh, but anyway, so uh, Martha Raddatz surprised to find that Pennsylvania Biden voters have been rejecting him. It's weird. It's weird. Uh, Joe Biden last week announced his 2024 re-election and campaign in a pre-recorded video. I think you saw it. It had John Fetterman playing the piano, just hitting one key. That's all. Uh, uh, Trump was way ahead of Joe Biden with more than 740,000 uh, votes at midnight on election night of 2020. Isn't that weird? Isn't that, isn't that weird? That he was ahead by 740,000 votes at midnight, and the next morning all of the Zuckerbuck boxes and everything came in almost exclusively 100% for Joe Biden, and Joe Biden ended up winning? 
and that happened in four other battleground states, including in uh, in uh, in Georgia, where they said that the vote counting had to stop because of a uh, a pipe had burst, a water main had broken. We find out that was a lie. So. Yeah, I still say 2020 was a joke. The election was stolen. I know I shouldn't say that because it's misinformation. But I'll get into the misinformation. But anyway, uh, Joe Biden won after the Democrats in Pittsburgh and Philadelphia counted ballots for Joe for two weeks. And they, they found the ballots. It's crazy, right? So, but, but that aside, I mean, that's just a, that's just a uh, rumor, right? Isn't that just a rumor? Joe Biden, we all know, was the most popular president ever elected, 81 million votes, more than Barack Obama, more popular than any president ever, never had to do any appearances, uh, and he just, it was just the overwhelming force of his powerful message and his 50 years in government that propelled him. But they go back to Pennsylvania, where Joe Biden clearly, I mean, even though there was that 740,000 vote advantage for Donald Trump the night before, before they started counting votes enough to beat Donald Trump. But oddly enough, I think you'll be surprised to find out that people in Pennsylvania are really not big fans of Joe Biden. From the Pennsylvania State Capitol in Harrisburg to historic Philadelphia and the suburbs, Democrats are divided on whether or not President Biden should be running again. You voted for Biden. I did. He announced this week. What was your reaction? Regret, disappointment, frustration. While it's very early in the race, that disappointment and frustration was expressed again and again by young voters we talked to. I think I would go for Biden, but obviously I would prefer a fresher candidate. He announced this week. Were you excited by that? Uh, not particularly. I'm whoa, whoa, you can't feel the Joe Mentum? More interested in a progressive candidate. Despite having voted for Biden last time, 21-year-old Elena Symes couldn't point me to anything that would make her want to vote for him again. <laughs> Well, I thought Gen Z was completely down with old Uncle Joe. Except, what do you like about Joe Biden? <laughs> um, uh, that he's not Trump. There you go. Yeah, that's basically it. Democrats, you guys are kind of scrawny. Here's Jim Costa. It sucks to be you. It sucks to be you Your polls are way down You look like a clown Joe Biden, you're through But suck is a tool She had a TV show now Kamala's a fool You couldn't try harder to be Jimmy Carter You make him seem cool Jimmy Carter lived to see a worse president Of presents I've seen That's good news you're the most obscene. son was a schmuck. Clinton liked a lie. LBJ was mean. You've been in D.C. 50 years long. Yeah. On everything, you have been wrong. It sucks to be you. Uh -huh. Red states won't turn blue in 24. We hold these truths to be self-evident. There you go. Now, coming up, Brianna Lyman, she's a Gen Zer, and she also was a reporter for the Daily Caller. She's going to be talking to us about some of the week's events and the weekend's events. That's on the way, the number 800-922-6680. This is a Monday edition of the Rob Carson Show.
guys, it's Carson. You know, uh, there's a stage in your life you have to worry about self-preservation. And you know what? you got to start taking care of your liver now. Why? Because the latest data from the American Heart Association indicates that adults with fatty liver were 3.5 times more likely to have heart failure than those without. The American Liver Foundation says that 100 million Americans have fatty liver, which means many are at risk. We throw everything in our livers, alcohol, toxins, statins, cigarettes, whatever. That's why so many of us have a sluggish, fatty liver that makes us gain weight and lose energy. There is a solution. Liver Health Formula. All natural supplement contains 12 clinically proven botanicals that help recharge and protect your liver. You can try Liver Health Formula and receive a free bottle of nano-powered omega-3 to keep your heart healthy. Try Liver Health Formula by going to getliverhelp.com slash newsmax. Getliverhelp.com slash newsmax and claim your free bonus gift. That's getliverhelp.com slash newsmax. The Swamp Feasts, while we're expected to dine on the crumbs. To those who strove to deter us from our responsibility, you have failed. Time to send those crumb suckers home. It's the Rob Carson Show. First guest of the week just happens to be Brianna Lyman, and she is a reporter for the Daily Caller, also hosts the facts and uh, she's a recent crime victim i wanted to bring this up i didn't want to want to uh, you know traumatize her but she was robbed apparently by a bird last week according to her twitter feed my god brianna that you could find the strength to talk to media today considering the crime that happened to you on april the 27th according to your your twitter feed what happened Rob, I will tell you, it has been a tough journey to get here, uh, but yeah. I'm glad I finally reached this place. Uh, I was in the great state, uh, you know, in New York, and the bird came and took my food. So not something I was able to uh, process easily, but I'm safe. Yeah. I will get more food one day, and yeah. I assume the bird was a Democrat. Well, it could have been uh, worse. could have been a rat because, you know, you were in New York. Uh, so let's talk. I saw you this morning on uh, on Newsmax. Awesome, awesome. I believe you were talking about Tucker Carlson. I, I saw a headline uh, this morning, um, this from the Epic Times, Jeffrey Tucker. It said the ins- in- insubordinate Tucker Carlson. This is what I said about Tucker when he got fired. I said he was fired for insubordination. I think part of it, uh, the, the, uh, the end of it really was the January the 6th tape expose that uh, Chuck Schumer, and Mitch McConnell and others wanted taken down, and Fox dutifully did so the following Tuesday. What are your thoughts on Tucker Carlson's uh, 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 dismissal? Why and uh, and where do you suppose he's going to go next? Yeah, there's obviously a lot of questions still up in the air as to why he left Fox. Um, I will say that if, if this is a decision made by executives at Fox, it was a terrible decision to make because Tucker Carlson continually moves the needle for conservative conversation. I mean, he is perhaps the most important conservative voice in, you know, Russia's absence. Um, and, and for Tucker to lose the platform on Fox, it doesn't necessarily hurt Tucker, because wherever that man goes, people will follow him. So only, the only people who are being heard are other Fox anchors in the Fox channel, because they're not going to be drawing the same viewership. Uh, and I, I do hope that Tucker develops a podcast or goes to another network, because we do need his voice. We do need him to call out the shady stuff going on with the government, both Republicans and Democrats. He was one of the only people willing to do it. 
You know, I was uh, seeing that Lawrence Jones is going to be put in Tucker Carlson's slot, which some might say is a terrific opportunity for Lawrence Jones. I had a chance to meet Lawrence Jones and see him speak briefly at the Talkers Convention a couple years ago. He's a very impressive individual. Um, But the worst thing you want is to be put in that position the day uh, or the week after a major host has been uh, put in there. What what do you suppose, uh, what are your thoughts about Lawrence Jones? Jones is he is he uh, given a real shot or is he a sacrificial lamb what do you suppose yeah I think that's a great point you know Tucker is a hard act to follow I don't think anybody would want to be that person and unfortunately you know Lawrence is a great reporter I've watched him for many years now and he'll do a great job as an anchor but not for the eight o'clock slot in which Americans expect to hear a a voice like Tucker and there's no voice like Tucker it's not just Lawrence they could put even they, they can even put Jesse Waters in there, and Jesse is still not Tucker. You know, and I, and I like Jesse. I like Sean Hannity, but they're not Tucker. Um, and I, I don't think Lawrence will stay in that position. I think they're going to continually rotate hosts. They're going to try to find someone with the same fire and spunk that Tucker had, and they're not going to do it. He, he is a one-of-a-kind voice. You know, I used to kind of, and this was, you know, before I really figured Tucker out, I thought, because I enjoy his delivery, I enjoy his uh, narrative, I enjoy his writing, but but really what it was all about and what really crystallized uh, my opinion about Tucker Carlson was his release from Fox because he was delivering stories that were absolutely against the grain of all other reporting on Fox. He was telling truth. I noticed on the uh, you had a panelist on Newsmax this morning who oh, was you know, you, your typical your typical moron. Oh yeah, you know what? Well, at least he was fired because he was spreading disinformation. Mm-hmm. Oh, shut up, you moron. Uh, you have no clue. <laughs> you have no clue what the hell uh, Tucker Carlson was all about. But Tucker was bringing stuff to the fort like the January the 6th tape, uh, you know, the all of the tape from the Capitol that it, that he he destroyed several of the narratives, including that a police officer was murdered, that Jacob Chansley was this insurrectionist. He was released from jail a couple weeks later, and Fox News made the story go around, uh, go away. But Tucker was the only person with the uh, with the balls to uh, to go after stories like this. And Fox, I think, I I think, and, and the Epic Times piece reflected, I think Fox wanted some of that sweet sweet BlackRock money, that sweet sweet Pfizer money, and. Tucker was the person standing in the way. Yeah, I've seen I've seen that theory floated around on, on social media as well, and I do think it's important to note how 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 life changing the release of the January sixth tapes were because Fox was getting hit at at all angles. Everybody was coming down on Tucker Carlson for you know promoting conspiracy theories and the whole nine, right? The same talking points that we constantly hear. And again, it wasn't any other. Fox anchor that was given access to those tapes. It wasn't an offer to the other anchors. It was an offer to Tucker Carlson. So I don't understand why Fox would think that this was a good career move. Because, because again, people tuned in to hear what those January 6th tapes had, right? I mean, those were going viral for days. And Fox got them because of Tucker. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this, Brianna, because you uh, you write for The Daily Caller. Um, when you're on the outside looking in at Fox News versus, say, Newsmax, and Newsmax went through the ceiling, our ratings went up 220% among all adults, up 270% with women. Uh, why do you suppose, I mean, I, the answer is obvious, uh, why people are going to Newsmax. But, um, but it seems like they were locked and loaded and ready to go should Tucker be let go from Fox. Do you suppose Tucker was the only reason people were still clinging to Fox after what happened in 2020? Oh, absolutely. 
absolutely. I mean, I my, my parents, for instance, they would tune in for Tucker, but they don't tune in for any other thing. They keep Newsmax running, you know, most of the day if they're watching TV and the, the news is on. And I think a lot of Americans feel like that, especially Trump-based. You know, I mean, we're talking, what, 80 million people who feel that they have been either disenfranchised by Fox News, and not because of anything with the election, just simply because it seems a lot of their hosts uh, or their reporting, it almost seems to be becoming a little more mainstream. People do want to hear a conservative voice. And Newsmax offers that in, in every show they do, even their straight news shows. They don't give us the liberal bias spin that we get from other outlets. Uh, so Newsmax does offer that alternative. Yeah, and we also invite uh, people on from the left who you can destroy like you did this morning on Newsmax. Uh, let me ask you this. Um, the uh, uh, What's her name? Brittany Griner. She's back playing uh, basketball for the WNBA, and she says that it's perfectly cool for uh, men to uh, play against women. It's kind of strange that she's never tried out for the NBA, and I have a funny feeling she'd have a real problem if an NBA player decided to be a WNBA. NBA player. What are your thoughts about uh, this nonsense with regard to uh, men becoming women so they can pummel the hell out of women in sports? No, I think with Brittany Griner, it's interesting that she says that, probably because she looks like a man, so she probably feels akin to one. Uh, but, you know, this, this whole conversation about men and women's sports, the reason that there are, are not co-ed sports teams is because just on a, on a biological level, there is a complete difference. For instance, uh, men are more uh, heavy-weighted above their torso, whereas women have more weight below their torso, right? Things like that that do change the dynamics of the game. And when you have all these athletes coming out supporting men and women's sports, what they're forgetting is that they're supporting what? Uh, let's say it's, uh, 1% of the population, but 99% of the population, women, who have fought for decades to have equal rights. And I'm not some rah-rah feminist, but look, I mean, women can have credit cards to what, the, the late 60s, early 70s? And now, 40 years, 50 years later, we're being told by men how we should be better women and how we should make men feel more comfortable. I mean, if yes, that is not yes. toxic masculinity, I don't know what is. <laughs> it is remarkable when you think about it how uh, the left has always been this voice of feminism. But you know what? Really, the left, the only reason women, uh, the, the left and Democrats care about women is their vote. And all they think women can do is get an abortion. Uh, that's remarkable. And I can't think of a more obvious uh, instance of mansplaining or erasing of women than uh, getting rid of women in sports and allowing men to compete with them or, or women to become the women of the year. Why is it taking so bloody long for women to say bullcrap on this, Brianna? I need to know why women have not stood up and fought this from the get-go. Because the women who speak the loudest, and again, I'm talking about now these raw, raw feminists, they have been conditioned to believe that it's actually anti uh, – they have been conditioned to believe by the far left that if they speak out in support of real women, then they're being homophobic, xenophobic, racist. You name it, they'll <laughs> yes, throw it at yes, you, right? Yes, and unfortunately, yes. there's voices like myself who come out and say, I, I don't want you know my future daughter to have to live like this. I don't want myself to feel uncomfortable. I mean, I saw a, 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 an it in the store yesterday. That's what I have to call it because I don't know what it is. It was a absolutely a man dressed like a woman. And I felt so annoyed because here they are thinking that they could put on a little bit of makeup, a wig and a skirt. And suddenly him and I have the same experience. Absolutely not. You will never experience the things I have experienced and things millions of other women have experienced. And to try and reduce my experience as a woman down to simply cosmetic uh, procedures and cosmetic looks is really insulting. Yes.
It is. It, it is a, a terribly, terribly insulting. And I'll also mention this, that when they, when they have uh, uh, men who have their, or women who have their breasts removed and become these men with facial hair and then get pregnant and then claim that they're a man. And I never see these, uh, these trans men becoming uh, welders on high, uh, on, on, uh, you know, uh, high altitude buildings. I, I never see these uh, trans men working fishing boats and the, the dangerous jobs that men do in our culture. It's an insult to both manhood and and womanhood to just suddenly think you can become the opposite rather than celebrating what you're born with, rather than celebrating the miracle of being a woman and what you can do with being a woman or the miracle of, of being a man and being a father and being a husband and being a whatever. Uh, it's all just uh, fall to Let me ask you about the presidential race, uh, Brianna Lyman, a reporter for The Daily Caller. Um, what, do you, what are you thinking about uh, uh, Biden's announcement last week? Do you think he's going to be the candidate? Do you think he's going to make it through the election what are your thoughts about this obviously infirmed man announcing that he's going to run while 20 what 24 percent of the democrat party actually want him to run yeah well it doesn't matter what the democratic party wants because it's what the dnc and the big money wants right that's why they're not allowing these presidential primary debates which is a huge injustice to the american voters and i think it just again proves what republicans have been saying for a while is that Democrats don't care about the will of the voters. They care about power because if they cared about the will of the voters, they would let the voters hear directly from the candidates on the stage. But I will say the DNC is being smart here. They saw what happened in 2020. This is a man who hid in his basement, a man who, when he got on stage, is flabbergasted all the time. And then throughout his presidency, a man who can't even handle simple softball questions from reporters, right? I mean, he has to get pamphlets telling him who to call on, when to call on. So they're being they're being very cautious with him. And I think they're trying to just simply wait and prime him up for the general debate. Yeah. Uh, What do you think? Just real quick in the 30 seconds remaining. uh, RFK Jr. What do you think? I got to tell you, I haven't heard a Democrat say some of the common sense things he's saying in a very long time. Yeah, RFK definitely appeals, obviously, to some conservative voters. I will be honest. He said some kooky crap. Yeah, I know. Uh, That that freaked me out. But I do think a voice like him or. Honestly, Joe Manchin. Joe Manchin would be a Democrat that I think a lot of conservatives could get behind if they had to, you know? Uh, my only problem with Joe Manchin is he uh, is more than willing to uh, sell out very quickly, whether that be for yeah. Obamacare, whether that be for the Inflation Reduction Act, which now he says was a mistake. Listen, Brianna, I appreciate you joining me today. Where can people find you on social media? Go to Twitter, Brianna Lyman 2, or on Instagram, Brianna.Lyman. All right. Have a glorious day. Nice to have you today. Uh, This is the Rob Carson Show. Proud to serve as the iceberg to the SS Titanic every day. It's the Rob Carson Show. Coming up next hour, I'll get into a little bit on the origins of the disinformation, misinformation thing. And remember, I... I said that disinformatio was a term created by Joseph Stalin, and it, and I, you know, right, I was right, I was right. It was uh, something that's been done before. Disinformation didn't come out of uh, nowhere. It wasn't just invented. It's being used again to shut people up. So it's good to know. It's good to know that we're making some headway here despite the massive censorship effort of the federal government the uh, the deep state in other words uh, big social media and the uh, and the mainstream media and and the interesting thing also about the uh, the study that i read the the article that i read this weekend a guide to understanding the hoax of the century by jacob siegel um 
Big social media went along with it. I mean, without, I mean, there was, there, it was completely under the control of our federal government. So if you thought Twitter was autonomous, if you thought Facebook was autonomous or Instagram was autonomous, they were just tools of the state. And with the exception of Twitter, they still are. So you should know that. Oh, Chris Coons, senator this weekend on uh, on uh, the uh, weekend talk shows, which I don't walk, watch because uh, nobody usually does, and I have better things to do on Sundays. But anyway, here he is talking about uh, Kamala Harris and how a great job that she's doing. One of the things in that video, and Mary mentioned, is the spotlight being on Kamala Harris, that she will be front and center on major issues. What took so long? Well, the vice president, like many vice presidents, has struggled to get positive press coverage. And because she's an idiot. And to get the credit she deserves for the hard work that she's been doing. Doing what exactly? She's the border czar. She's never found the supposed reason why the uh, the border is being breached. She went down to the, what, a northern triangle. Still couldn't figure it out because um, it's policy. I'll just tell you, the open border is policy. But she hasn't done it. Go ahead and name something. What did she do? What did what what has Kamala Harris done since she was in office? Go ahead. Go ahead. Anybody? Anybody? I don't see any hands going up. I had a great opportunity to travel with her on a recent trip to Ghana and was so struck by how easy and engaging she was, by the speeches she gave, but also the significant meetings with national leaders. And I saw that this week again as we did a campaign kickoff event. The vice president's ready to run and ready to be president should that ever happen. And he's the only person who believes that, right? Right? They're still doing it. They're still thinking you're stupid. That's the remarkable thing. Oh, we got a new montage this morning. A new uh, Kamala Harris a montage to show you, uh, you know, what a brilliant leader and, and mind that she is, according to Chris Coons. I can imagine what can be and be unburdened by what has been. You know, what can be unburdened by what has been, what can be unburdened by what has been, what can be unburdened by what has been, what can be unburdened by what has this been. This is a nonsensical line. What we can see, what we believe can be unburdened by what has been, what can be unburdened by what has been. What the hell, what the hell does that mean exactly? What we can be unburdened by. So basically she's saying don't learn from history. Uh, create your own new reality and do a face plant. What can be unburdened by what has been. What can be unburdened by what has been. Who we can be unburdened by who we have been. Well, you know, uh, there is... Um, there's a point where you got to kind of realize that uh, uh, people who say things like that, and, and if you listen to Kamala Harris speak, um, she speaks nonsensically. She, she, uh, she speaks like an idiot. And the reason being is she's not a smart person. And it should be very obvious after a while, eventually uh, you're going to discover that the person is not an intelligent person. And, and she clearly is not an intelligent person. I guess the Democrat Party is going forward with this, uh, this Biden uh, re-election campaign, uh, I, I guess. 
Uh, I, I'm trying to understand exactly why this is, why they're giving talking points about uh, how great that Kamala Harris is. But I guess they're going to go ahead and they're going to give it a shot and they're going to uh, uh, push Joe Biden as the candidate. I'm going to go ahead and still uh, stick with my original thought is that Joe Biden will not be able to be the candidate. I don't believe that he will be uh, the candidate chosen when you consider all of the things that are going on, including the investigation of the Biden and his declining mental state. So we will see. I've got more on that next hour. James Comer was on Newsmax over the weekend talking about uh, what is going on with with uh, the Biden banking scandal, the Biden family enriching themselves with money from, uh, you know, from China and from Ukraine, among other places. And that could be the end of his campaign before the uh, the election. We will see. Let's take a break and come back. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Newsmax. Shoots it straight. No talking down to me. Don't tell me how to think. Don't tell me how to think. Don't tell me how to think. I trust Newsmax. Newsmax. They don't tell me how to think. They let me decide. Real news for real people. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen.